It's no secret that writing can be lonely work, but does it really have to be? Whether you're full-time, part-time, or just starting out, you'll get insights into the tricks, tips, and production habits of writers from every level of the biz. From best-selling authors to those launching their first novels, you're sure to be in the company of friends as we encourage great writers to divulge and share their secrets. This is The Great Writer Share Podcast with your host, best-selling author, Daniel Wilcox. Hello and welcome to The Great Writer Share. And today we have a bit of an extra special bonus mini episode for you. And I'm here with a special guest. Would you like to say hello? Hey, how you doing, Daniel? Hey, I'm very well, thank you. So I'm here today with Jay Thorne. Um, people should know Jay from this podcast. He was off the top of my head. If I remember this right, I'm going to be well impressed, but I'm going to say number seven of the Great Writer Share podcast, episode number seven. You might be right, yeah. Yeah, and you also appeared obviously recently in episode 50, which was the whole montage of amazing guests. So thank you for coming on and doing that. And for people who follow the other podcasts I do, you also were recently Daniel Wilcox on the Next Level Author podcast. <laughs> so you're kind well, of everywhere at the minute. I wasn't quite Daniel Wilcox, but I did my best. No, but I am checking up on that nine book romance series. That you've been <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're, out of, we're a bit out of the traditional format today, but I did want to get Jay on because Jay has recently launched a nonfiction initiative that I just wanted to bring to you guys, have a bit of a, a discussion um, we briefly mentioned it on the podcast before myself, um, Sasha Black, and a few others are involved. But Jay, I didn't know if you wanted to give a little overview on what you're currently working on and how it's looking. Yeah, it's it's a big experiment. So we're not really not really sure how it's going to work. But uh, uh, those of uh, listeners who've been around the self-publishing industry for a while probably know the name Steve Scott. And uh, Steve Scott did really well, um, has, continues to do well. And what he did is he published very short, specific nonfiction titles around time management, productivity, uh, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and it, you know, it, it, was, it was great because um, it allowed people to get what they wanted in nice kind of short bite-sized pieces. And so uh, I kind of modeled that approach for this new series called Nine Things Career Authors Don't Do. And we branded that uh, to the podcast w- along with Zach Bohannon. And uh, and uh, I tapped some wonderful friends of mine, yourself included, to, to write little specific titles that are their own passion and, uh, and kind of publish those all together and see what happens. So nine things a career author doesn't do. How does that look in terms of a brand new reader who's looking at potentially wanting to learn a bit more about a particular side of the craft and they come to this series? Where do they start? How do they, how do they dive into the particular topics? Yeah, there's a there's an introductory title that is uh, bargain priced, and and that kind of sets the tone and and sets up the the rest of the series, and and then the other titles can be read in any order at, at any time. Uh, the idea I'm a big fan of just in time learning, and I think a lot of times we get books or courses or resources, and we get overwhelmed because we feel like wow, there's so much we have to do, but in reality, there's only one thing you can do at a time, and then you move on to the next thing, and so. If, if you get, you know, you're drinking from the fire hose and you, and you get 15 things that you feel like you have to do, but really number one is, is the only one you need right then. So the idea with the nine things series is, you know, maybe you're not considering podcasting yet, but when you, when you're ready, there'll be one there for it. Um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you're not worried about marketing yet because you're working on your first draft. Well, when you get there, there'll be one ready. Uh, so it's this idea of just in time learning, delivering exactly what people want and when they need it. 
Mm. It's an interesting way to approach it because I'm I'm definitely a just-in-time learner as well. And as I'm currently working on uh, my next nonfiction, which is all about productivity, I'm very, very hyper-aware that as I'm writing specific sections, I almost want them to be self-encapsulated because I know that you can't just hand someone this manual of everything you need to do to to fix a car, to soup up a car, and they're going to just take it all in. You have to work on each component one at a time. Um, how How did you approach picking the particular topics? Are there certain ones that you that just jumped out at you as a, as a starting point for this series? Yeah, we started out, Zach and I were brainstorming topics and we chose ones that we were going to write together. I chose a few I was going to write by myself. And um, originally I, I wasn't planning on asking anyone else. It was Zach and I were going to do it. And then he kind of got busy with some other projects and realized he wasn't going to be able to do too many more. And I didn't want them to be all me because I have my experience and my perspective um, but it's only one. So I, I thought, well, why not ask uh, friends and people I know and ask them, what is your specific passion or what element of being a writer or publisher is, is de- near and dear to your heart? And let people run with that. And I think it's, um, I think collectively it makes for a stronger series because it's not me trying to cover all the bases. It's me covering what I know well and then asking uh, other experts to, to share what they know as well. Mm. And what are your expectations for the series as they go on? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 experiment. Like, yeah, I hope they sell. I mean, that's what every you know, author hopes whenever they publish a book, fiction or nonfiction. Um, I think what I, ideally what I'd like to see is I would like to see how one title can affect the rest of the series. And they're nonlinear, which I think is an interesting take. So it's not mm. like in a fiction series where you have to start at book one and you, you're driving the reader through in a, in a, in a sequence where this is more open-ended. So I'll be, uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see too, like part of the experiment is to see which of these titles sells. And, and the reason I'm, I'm interested in that is because uh, that could be the seed for a bigger book project. You mm-hmm. know, if um, exercise, for example, uh, sells really well. Maybe that tells me, wow, maybe there's a, a full book for authors on exercise in, in the future. So it's kind of a way of um, crowdsourcing the demand and, and using specific uh, data points, sales to, to measure it. Mm. No, I definitely love this sort of novel approach to to creating a series. And when um, when I was creating my book, which obviously uh, isn't released yet within the series, um, I did my book on marketing. And one of the things that I found as the first challenge was, obviously, it's nine things a career author do- doesn't do. So you then have to narrow down this broad spectrum of what you know within that topic into nine of what you believe are going to be the most worthwhile chunks for people to digest. Um, and I think that's a really interesting take, particularly when you have all these different authors who have their own experiences, giving you a slight insight into some of the biggest things that have affected them. Um, has there been anything that you've seen where um, you thought an idea might be within a book, um, like a topic might be within, say, finance or use mine as an example, marketing, and wasn't? Was, was there anything that sort of surprised you that wasn't included in them? Um. I think, yes, I think so. Uh, especially some of the ones that I don't really have any firsthand experience with. Like, uh, you know, Janet, Janet Kiddo wrote a book uh, about a creative life on the road and her and her husband lived in an RV for a year. And so, you know, that's not an yeah. experience I have. And so every essay in there was eye-opening and, and surprising to me. I think it's also comforting to see some of the overlap that occurs. So there are some essays in certain books and without any sort of coordination or or a cooperation, 
the ideas in that essay pop up somewhere else. And I think it's reaffirming as an, as an author, as a career author to say, oh yeah, you know, I'm not the only one who feels this way, or I'm not the only one that's going through this experience because you know, I'm seeing it over here and over here and over here. Mm. How have you found the act of essentially becoming the, the publisher behind the series as well as one of the driving creative forces? Because obviously you've got your hands in every bit of the process that's going on. You're speaking to the authors, you're, you're sorting the covers, you're marketing. How have you, how have you found all that process? Yeah, word of caution to you, my friend. <laughs> uh, you see why I'm asking. Headed. Yeah, uh, it's it's a lot more work than I thought it was mm. going to be. Uh, it's good. Like I, I'm not I'm not complaining, but um, you know, it's at first I just thought, oh yeah, it's just co-writing, but it's not. It's it's publishing, and mm. and I think that's different. Uh, you know, just uh, if you take just the email, for example, right? Like there are communications between myself and the editor communications between myself and the cover designer and then communications between me and those people and the authors of the titles. So just a communication thread for nine books coming out of the gate with two to three more closely behind it was a lot more than I bargained for. And, uh, and, you know, and we're using Slack uh, for the authors so that that helps avoid a lot of multiple messaging and, and saying the same things multiple times. But, um, yeah, it's it's a lot more, and uh, like even before they went to the editor, they, I, I would do revisions on them. So, uh, you know, that was something that I probably didn't think hard, you know, uh, enough about. It's like, oh yeah, I have to do a revision, and then <laughs> then it's got to go to the editor. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot more work than I anticipated, and uh, and I haven't even touched like the advertising piece yet, right? So like, mm. uh, you know, I have I have a company, I have BookAds.co, who's who's doing the Amazon ads and some BookBub ads, but again, I got to coordinate with them, you know, and 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 they're giving me communications, and I'm checking the dashboard, and so um, yeah, it's it's a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Although not many people can say they had nine books come out in a single day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you have a, yeah. do you have oh, uh, do you have plans on on box setting them? Do you have plans on bringing certain ones together, or at the minute is it a case of put them all out there, see how they do, and sort of work out your strategy from there? Yeah, I think that's it's. It really is still an experiment. Um, I, I, asked, uh, I asked Brian at, at Book Ads about it and got his take. And he, he thought like, base, he's run thousands of Amazon ads. And so he has a great perspective on it. And I asked him, I'm like, I'm going to have nine titles. What should I do? Should I do like one a month for nine months? Should I do all nine on one day? Should I do in batches? And his recommendation was do like, half of what you have on one day and then half of what you have about a month later. Uh, and, and so that was the approach. It was five titles in August. It'll be four titles in September and at least two in October. And, um, and related to that, decided not to do any audio, no paperback yet. And, and they're all in KDP Select because uh, I, I, you know, nine, nine books wide, <laughs> do the math, right? That's yeah. 36 different uploads platforms I'd have to deal with. So for right now, I'm keeping it as simple and as streamlined as possible and then see what happens. And one of the things that I definitely talked to Brian about was uh, creating bundles, whether that's a bundle for all of them, bundles of three or four. Um, there'll be a lot of options because they're so modular. I mean, even within the titles, you could read them in any, in any order. There, there are nine essays, essentially, and they cover different topics, but they don't necessarily have to be read in chronological order. Mm. So, uh, so the whole thing is, is meant to be very flexible, and uh, we'll see what happens. 
No, I do like the strategy behind it. And obviously in, in terms of the fiction and the serial that I'm writing, I like those sort of bite-sized chunks of just testing the market and seeing where it go, where it's going and giving yourself almost like an exit strategy just in case it doesn't quite go where you want to. Um, right. But I mean, what, what would you say to someone that's potentially looking at, at what you're doing and thinking, I'd love to give that a go myself with sort of maybe a different topic? How, what would you advise for them at this point after getting to where you are now? I think my advice would be to make sure you have a way to test your ideas. And, um, you know, I, I'm cutting back, but I have a lot of podcasts. I've been on a lot of podcasts. <laughs> and, um, and a lot of the topics that are covered in, in the Nine Things series are things that have come up on the podcast. And so whether it's anecdotally or, or even more intentionally, I'm able to go back and look at comments and remember conversations I had with people and talk about, you know, which, which podcast episode topics really resonated and which ones uh, didn't. And I can, I can look at the downloads and, and look at the numbers and, and kind of get a sense of that. And I, and I think that's really helpful and it doesn't have to be a podcast, but uh, I think if there's some way that you could test the ideas ahead of time to make sure you're not writing something that nobody wants uh, because that, um, that's e- very easy to do. I've done that myself so many times as an author and an entrepreneur. We get busy building stuff and we forget to ask if anyone wants it. Yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest advice I would give is like have some way of testing it. And, and that could be, there, there's an infinite number of ways of doing that, but getting some sort of feedback before you commit and, uh, and, and doing your MVP, do your minimally viable product and just put out, um, the smallest product you can and test it and make sure it's something people want. Beautiful. Is there uh, anything else that you want to mention before we wrap up? Do you want to shoot over some links as where people can find this series? Uh, get, I think the, uh, the, the book linker link is the best one to use for the whole series. It's um, getbook.at and it's slash uh, nine things series. I think <laughs> you probably have that, Andy. We'll, we'll uh, pop it I'll, in the I'll show notes. For the show notes, yeah. yeah. Um, but but if you just go on Amazon and, and uh, do a search for nine things career authors don't do, you should be able to to get to them all. Beautiful. And uh, yeah, I think we'll probably see a few more of these mini episodes. I quite like just having the little um, just peek behind the curtain as to what current authors are up to. So thanks for being the first of potentially many, Jay. And it's always good to chat to you. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me on, Daniel. Excellent. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this bonus mini episode of the Great Writer Share podcast. If you've got a topic you'd like us to cover or an author you'd like to hear from on the show, then get in touch and let us know. Don't forget you can get early access to every episode of the Great Writer Share podcast, ask upcoming guests any of your questions, and the chance to be coached one-on-one by myself just by becoming a patron of the show. All you need to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash greatwritershare and support the show for as little as $1 a month. One more time, that's www.patreon.com forward slash greatwritershare. Until next time. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hi, I'm Jackie Johnson, the beauty talk shock jock, and I host Natch Butte, a podcast that explores the self-care space while laughing, yelling, singing, and keeping things cruelty-free. Oh, yeah. I gab with celebs, makeup artists, 
female indie brand owners, and fellow funny folks about what beauty and self-care mean to them, as well as what's in their bags. Looking good while doing good. We are voting with our wallets. We are buying cruelty-free products, and we are having a goddamn blast laughing with our pals while we do it. That's Natch Butte. This is the Natch Butte Pod. Welcome, baby. Listen to Natch Butte on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast, 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 Acast recommends. recommends.